are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA of Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you for listening and thank you for worshiping with us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Alter Echo podcast of St. John's Lutheran Church here in Lakeville, Minnesota. Uh, Welcome to all of you in the middle of August time. August always feels like a time to me that goes pretty quickly. Um, I think for a lot of us, we were trying to sneak in one last summer vacation or get the most of these um, summer warm, cool evenings uh, that happen to be both somehow um, before we have to return to our regular routines. Um, And the state fair is coming up pretty soon. So whatever you have going on in this time, um, I hope it is, of full of joy and uh, good connections with the people who are important to you. And we're happy that you connect with St. John's via Alter Echo and worship and all of the many other things that are part of the ministry of this congregation. And um, so this is your scripture and message for Sunday, August 20th of 2023. We continue in the summer of the Gospel of Matthew. And here we pick up um, Matthew chapter 15. If you have your Bible open, you can open that up and read along with me. We start reading at verse 10. Then Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but it is what comes out of the mouth that defiles. Then the disciples approached and said to him, Do you know that the Pharisees took offense when they heard what you said? And Jesus answered, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are the blind guides of the blind. And if one blind person says to another, or guides another, both will fall into a pit. But Peter said to him, Explain this parable to us. He then said, Are you also still without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into the mouth enters the stomach and goes out into the sewer? But what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this is what defiles. For out of the heart come evil intentions, murder, adultery, fornication, theft, false witness, and slander. These are what defile a person. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman came from the region and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But Jesus did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged Jesus, saying, Send her away, for she keeps shouting after us. Jesus answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. He answered, It is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Okay, 
So what I'm about to say might um, challenge a couple of things that you may have previously held in faith, and that's okay. Uh, It's good for us to have a variety of perspectives and understandings. And so I just want to say that ahead of time so that you aren't surprised when or if that happens. So Jesus, in the first part of what we heard today, he just finished explaining to the disciples that it's what comes out of your mouth that defiles you. Because the words that come out of your mouth reveal the evil intentions in your heart. Jesus literally just finished saying that, and then something evil came out of his mouth. Something disrespectful, dehumanizing, and degrading came out of Jesus' mouth. Yes, you heard me right. But Jesus, when he was approached by a Canaanite woman, reacted to her presence and her need poorly. Jesus essentially told her, this isn't my problem and you're not worth it. In this common degrading phrase in the scriptures, it's not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. You guessed right. Jesus essentially calls her a dog. Now, what's uncomfortable in this story is that It does not cast Jesus in the best light. But I appreciate that it does still tell the truth. And we'll get to the goodness of this truth, I promise. The temptation of this story is to make it nicer than it is. If we are to be faithful to the scriptures and faithful to God, then our job as readers, as people of faith ourselves, is not to give Jesus a pass for his bad behavior just because he's Jesus. And we do not do this because we want to uphold the belief that Jesus is flawless or perfect. Instead, (laughs) here's the tricky part. What we must do in faithfulness is to try to look deeper at what we can learn from the totality of Jesus' example here. Hint. We do not learn that Jesus says it's okay to be dehumanizing or condescending to people for any reason. This is not the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This story, this one encounter with the Canaanite woman, this is not Jesus at his best. But it is Jesus at his most human. And that is good news. This is perhaps one of the stories in the Gospels where we get to see Jesus' full humanity. Someone who makes a mistake. Someone who says something unkind. Someone who doesn't quite get it right. I think we know something about this as fellow humans in our full humanity. But by the power only of the Holy Spirit, who is not easily thwarted, We see the story continue that the Canaanite woman is not struck down by what came out of Jesus' mouth at her. Maybe she was desperate enough for the sake of her daughter. Maybe she was faithful enough that Jesus was actually powerful enough to get the one thing she most desperately desired, that the demon would be gone from her daughter. 
and that her daughter would not die because of the demon. And maybe, maybe she was frustrated that Jesus, the one who preaches so consistently to the people about God's love, that Jesus did not live up to the hype, that he did not speak according to what his reputation made her believe about him, that in this encounter, Jesus did not practice what he had been known to preach. Jesus shows us here something very important. He shows us what it can be what it can look like to be confronted when your values do not practice. Sorry, when your values do not match what you practice. When your practices and your values do not line up. Jesus shows us here that what it can look like to admit that you were wrong. And Jesus shows us so consistently God's value of practicing grace and mercy in real ways with real people. And Jesus shows us that salvation is for anyone and everyone who has faith, regardless of how they practice faith or if they happen to fit in with the way that we like to do faith. Jesus shows us what it looks like to be confronted with the truth from someone you did not expect, to consider it and take it in, and to move forward in a humble way. It is my belief and my faithful reading of scripture here that Jesus made a mistake. This claim <laughs> might be a radical one, and it, make, might, it might make some of you uncomfortable or even angry with me. But I think <laughs> that in, in this interpretation of the scriptures, Jesus, in being able to hear this Canaanite woman out, in witnessing to her persistent faith that the good news was even for her and her daughter, and in responding in a kinder way, that Jesus is far more perfect in this way than if he had made no mistake at all. It is my claim, people of God, that Jesus is far more perfect when he is able to take in this whole scenario and go forth in a better way. We might love the idea that Jesus is instinctually right in all things with his very first response, and isn't it a marvelous thing to behold and witness someone who can actually admit a misstep, learn from it, and live their values more fully going forward? We know, all of us, that we live in a world where admitting we were wrong seems to have been equated with terrible, unforgivable weakness. But we see in today's gospel a side of Jesus that for me is utterly refreshing and essential model of faithfulness, showing your own self-grace by recommitting to living your faithful values to the best of your knowledge and abilities. This is faithfulness that we see from Jesus today. That faith looks like doing the best you can with the knowledge you have at the time and when you grow in faithfulness, when you take in a new experience or perspective, 
that you go forth knowing now and acting accordingly with what you know that you didn't know before. I hope and pray that each of you and I, truly that I, continue to grow in faith until my very last breath, and that we do not punish ourselves for what we didn't know before, but that we also hold ourselves accountable to do better in the future when we do know better. Jesus shows us here what it looks like to go forth and do better when we know better. And he also shows us what it looks like to be surprised when God's grace is even better than than what we expected. Jesus shows us what it looks like to be surprised that God's grace is broader and bigger and for more people than we ever dared to hope. It seems pretty clear that Jesus did not expect to find faith in this Canaanite woman, but even in this short encounter, it seems that Jesus is utterly convinced of her great and abiding faith. She demonstrates in her own persistence a faith that can be found even in unlikely people. That faith can be strong, even when we are pushed down and knocked over at every step. Jesus is surprised in faithfulness in this encounter with the Canaanite woman. Let us go forth likewise and do the same. Surprised when we experience God's grace or when we experience faith in a person who doesn't match our expectations. Let us go forth like Jesus and being willing to hear from someone else a hard but important truth when we need to grow more and when we need to line our practice and our words and our actions more fully with the values we say we believe. As people of faith, this is the best we can do. We can participate in this far more perfect way when we encounter a fuller version of the truth when we encounter that God is even bigger and better and broader than we dared to imagine and see that God's grace is even for the ones who don't fit our expectations. And that might include ourself. Let us follow Jesus in such a way that we can be open to seeing when we have taken a misstep, open to doing better, and proclaim grace for ourselves and others each and every step of the way. It is these matters of a humble heart that truly define what is in a person. And when we, following Jesus, can have the kind of humble hearts that admit when we are wrong or when evil intentions have come out of our mouth from virtue of our heart, we can go forth to live in a world and to enact a world where justice and peace truly are God's way in this world and among us here in the church and everywhere we go. For this truth, we say, thanks be to God and amen. And now God's word is alive in us again, anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us, out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now in support of this podcast and of the work and ministry of St. John's Lutheran Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, 
I invite you to go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat that for you, sjlcl.org. Up toward the top right, you will see a button that says Give. Click on Give and follow the simple instructions to give your offering. And on behalf of the whole congregation, let me say thank you for giving in support of these ministries. And now, receive a blessing from Kate Bowler from her book, The Lives We Actually Have. This is a blessing called, For This Ordinary Day. Lord, here I am. How strange it is that some days feel like hurricanes and others like glassy seas and others like nothing much at all. Today is a cosmic shrug. My day planner says rather conveniently that I will not need you cry out for you, reach for you. Ordinarily, I might not think of you at all. Except, if you don't mind, let me notice you. Show up in all the small necessities and everyday graces. God, be bread. Be water. Be laundry. Be the coffee cup in my hands and the reason to calm down in traffic. Be the gentler tone in my insistence today that people pick up after themselves for once. Be the reason I feel loved when I catch my own reflection or feel my own self-loathing fluttering in my stomach. Calm my mind, lift my spirit, make this dumb, ordinary day my prayer of thanks. Amen, and peace be with you, my friends.